children, not teaching their children, not to do yeah, drugs. Yeah, yeah. This is not some kind of a theater or a carnival. Oh boy, that was Richmond Mayor uh, Malcolm Brody. Pretty upset last couple of nights. It's been very contentious at Richmond City Council. And they have voted to support the idea of a supervised drug consumption site at Richmond General Hospital. Now look at it doesn't mean it's happening. It just means that council has voted seven to two to support the idea of Vancouver Coastal Health taking a look at whether or not it would be helpful or feasible. And yet that was enough to get many residents in Richmond upset enough to, you know, push back. So we wanted to find out why. Joining us now is Kay. Kay is a concerned Richmond resident. Kay, thank you so much for being here this morning. Thank you for having me on your show. Now, Kay, a lot of people are wondering, what is going on that has people so worked up? What happened? It just went into chaos. I believe the uh, proposal went to council, and it was so fast that people didn't have a chance to to um, figure out what, what what the proposal was all about. And so it just kind of manifested into something bigger. And I know you have been also kind of talking about this publicly. What has you concerned about this? Uh, the having it at the hospital and, and normalizing drugs, and uh, I believe that it it's the wrong approach. We should actually be um, doing more in recovery. Now let's talk about you know your close association with this as well, because like you know what it's like when addiction impacts a family, don't you? It's devastating. You lost yes. your brother. I lost my brother in 1998. And what did you see? What was happening to him? Um, well, first of all, we were brought up to... N- n- my mom told us never to do drugs. But my brother fell into trying it and liking it. And uh, it was 10 years of absolute hell. And he died. And what had hap- what happened to him? I'm so sorry about that. What happened to him during that time with his kind of descent into the addiction what happened to his life it, it was in total turmoil it was jail it was eight overdoses it was um, police it was everything my mom I don't know how she ever got through it it was devastating for the family now, that was a long time ago, like 1998 was before, I think, thinking had kind of changed on this. Do you think that anything would have helped him? Um, I, I'm not I'm not sure, because um, addiction is very, very hard. So I'm, I'm not sure. Recovery, you have to be clean for so many times, so many, so many, so many days, or you have to be clean to go into these recovery houses when he actually, it was in 1998. I don't know how it is now you have to be clean. Right. And, and, and heroin, you know, and it was, the, was the drug of uh, the day in, in the 90s. And many of his friends actually died of heroin in those days. And so it's like the same cycle right now with fentanyl. Many of the young people are dying of fentanyl. Like it was an epidemic in in the yeah. days, in the, in the 90s. Now, I get your concern, Kay, when you hear about this kind of coming, potentially coming to your community. I get why people are worried. But 
would it help, do you think, to have a place to go where the fentanyl is not going to poison them, or at least that there would be a health professional there in case something bad did happen? Uh, no. I, I believe there needs to be a bigger picture. Like if you giving them drugs just to keep them alive and drugs um, is, is, is just a Band-Aid. There needs to be recovery. But how do you get them to do recovery when they don't want, when they're not ready for it at that point? As you said, they have to be clean, right? So how do you, how do you get to that point? I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I think we're handling things wrong. Is that there's, there's the criminal aspect of the drugs here. And if we got, we went after the drugs, of the drug dealers and the triads and all that kind of stuff, perhaps that's a better way of doing it. Um, taking the access out of the market. Um, it's, it's, it's big. It's really big. Yeah. yeah well, you know, like I have a, I have a, I, I pick my grandson up from school. Um, and then, you know, there was, there was a shooting and it was, it was, it was drug related. I don't pick them there up there anymore. You know, like, I can see that there's a lot of bad things about what drugs are doing to people. There, you know, oh, tons of bad things. What do you think would have helped your brother? Um, uh, I, I don't know. Like, my dad died, and so he couldn't cope, and he saw everybody doing it, and he thought it would make him happy. And that first high, apparently, is, is a really good high. And you're always searching for that high after. So he became addicted, even though we were told not to do it. Yeah. And just I'm thinking, like, would how would your brother have gotten into recovery? Like, was it, you said he went to jail, too. So, like, nothing seemed to convince him. Well, I think that's many cases with many addicts. It's, it's a vicious cycle. And getting it out is it's not a quick fix. It, it takes a long, long time for recovery. So do we and wait? like with heroin... I heard it was only 5% of people that actually get off. I mean, that's, it could, could have changed, but what, would, what is the percentage of fentanyl? Right. So do we wait for people to be ready for recovery? You want them to go after the people who sell the drugs, but won't, won't there always be somebody who is willing to sell these drugs? <sighs> I, I, yeah. Well, the, the, yeah, where's the conscience of those people selling the drugs? Yeah. I, I, it's, I, it's about how them, do but they them? don't realize the harm they're doing to people. But the people are making the choice. So you're worried that this, having a supervised consumption site, not that they're doing it in Richmond, but they're, they're thinking about it, you feel this is just a step on the wrong road? Absolutely. And you know, it's, I've only got one, I'm only one person. Uh, there was, there's tons of people that are for it, and there's people... Tons of people that are against it. But then I looked at the um, Richmond News. It had t over 20,000 people that were opposed to it. Yeah. And, and it was 91% of people that were opposed by the Richmond News poll. Um, I don't understand how, how they could have just approved it. They could have just rethought it. And, and pro but they haven't, they ha to be fair, they haven't approved it. Okay? It's not actually happening. They're just, they are just thinking about it. Mm -hmm. I know, but they should have actually uh, had open houses or public consultation before they even considered this. You know, what does the public feel about this? 
I think that it's so, that's it's a desperation though, don't you think, Kay? Because I don't think health officials know any better than any of us about what's absolutely going to work. It's just a matter of like trying things. Uh, I believe they could have done a better job. Okay. All right. Well, listen, Kay, thank you so much for joining us to talk about it this morning. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Simi. That is Kay. Kay is a concerned Richmond resident, feels like they need to talk more about how we got into this point before we talk about a supervised injection site in Richmond. If you want to weigh in, simi at cknw.com.